Okay, welcome back to MUFC Podcast for a special episode, The Great Decade Debate. Tom, before we start, can I just say... Nobby's nuts. Yeah, mate, if Nobby's, if you're looking for a sponsor, sponsor. Nobby's salted beer nuts, I'm down. I'm here for you. They I have love a, you. a little bit addictive. The, the packet's too small, though. Oh, mate, yeah. That's about, what she said. <laughs> need to buy about seven packets. Anyway, back on topic, besides nibbling on those nuts... Um, the decade debate. So we're going to go through some awards, okay? This is to kill some time. Some of the awards we'll go through. We've got best player, so best player of the decade. So from the nine ten or the back half of the nine ten season up until now, um, the best player, the worst player, the best kit. The best kit's obvious. I'm wearing it. Um, best signing, worst signing. If we can name just one, um, the best moment. The worst moment, which there has been a few, especially in the last couple of years. But the decade actually started quite well. Um, the best game, so the best actual 90 minutes. The best goal, a few contenders. Um, and we'll finish with the best 11. So we'll put a combined start in 11 from the Fergie era and obviously the post-Fergie era. Mm-hmm. Um, which seems like a lifetime ago. Seems a decade ago Fergie was in charge, but he actually did take charge of how many seasons? The nine, ten, three or four seasons in this decade. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, I think we'll start this podcast by just saying the big award will start with the best player. The correct answer is De Gea, but if it's De Gea, the podcast finishes now, so thanks for listening. So everything besides De Gea, because De Gea, I think we can both agree, has been the best player this decade most consistent yeah oh, I'd say most consistent plus plus best that's up for debate Tom that's why we're here oh okay he might not be the best player for you he is for me but besides De Gea I'll start off I think if I, my head was on the chopping block I'd say Wayne, Wayne Rooney I think it would have to be Rooney um, I think Carrick potentially runs him close um, Carrick obviously left what so he's played 16, 17, 16, 17 yep. so he's there for 7 years in this decade um, very influential but I just think the impact Rooney had and the success he had um, I think he just shades it for me Did it's hard it? to disagree with you Tom but I'm going to anyway beautiful my best player is Robin Van Persie now incorrect hold on the reason I say that is but it is the debate deck it is our decade debate and it's not saying who was the most consistent player or the most talented player over that period it was who was the best player in that period for me the best player we had in that 10 year period was Robin Van Persie came in 30 goals 20 times written in the story well yeah you can't argue with the impact he had it's almost like the debate when and again this has nothing to do with his decade but Eric Cantona what he did, he only did for a short amount of time, but that impact he had, that, that short amount of time had, carried on and carried on. That's um, right. So, look, I think Van Persie, his, his name will pop up a few times in this, because you almost just remember him for that 12-13 season. He was here for two seasons after that. I, I couldn't tell you one Even of these. Even in the Moy season, he scored 17 goals. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Oh, look, he did, and actually, just saying that then, he did have three seasons at the club. Three or yep. four? Three seasons? Three. And the club still hasn't announced his departure. There's still no official announcement that he left. We could still be paying him, much like we were paying Moisey. <laughs> Moisey last week. Um, what do you think, Carrick? So you've got Rooney, RVP. Um, well, I've got Rooney, you've got RVP. I had Carrick. 
close behind be worth a shout? Oh, Carrick's brilliant. Like in terms of midfield maestros, of course, one of our best over the last decade. Definitely, if I was, if I, if you asked me who's my top five, Carrick's in there. Yeah. Um, wonderful player. I think we haven't replaced him. We still haven't replaced Roy Keane. You know what the biggest credit I can give to Michael Carrick is? People said, who's this kid you're giving the number 16 jersey to? He can't replace Roy Keane. He can't lace his boots. And then we saw Carrick was the final piece to the puzzle that led to the Champions League victory. Well, you look when Roy Keane oversaw three really dry years for United and Michael Carrick came in and the next three years we won the league, including the Champions League. Obviously, that's not just off the back of Carrick. We had a guy called Ronaldo. But... Yeah, he he was a missing piece, and, and sometimes it's not about replacing players; it's about you know, recreating the role. So now we're trying to maybe replace a Lukaku, but it's not about replacing Lukaku; it's about maybe find a, a different type of player, maybe a Ben Yedder. Yeah, it maybe suits the club a little, or suits, suits the team a little bit more. If you're thinking, if you're talking about the last decade, um, Carrick's been the best midfielder we've had, no doubt. Um, the year we won our last title. I talk about Van Persie. That was that oh. seemed to be the year that everyone seemed to realise what a talented player Michael Carrick yeah. is. He only finally got credit that year. And I thought his performance has never really changed too much from his previous season to that season. It was just Van Persie was on the end of a lot of his balls, finishing chances. And so people then took took note of a lot of the statistics, the sort of yeah. passing stats. Deserving shout out, but for me, it's RVP. Well, it's hard to disagree, especially the argument you put forward. Now, to the opposite end of the scale the worst player now we've had a few um, has to be Bebe yeah, I, that was a weird one he came with a rap so Alec is the first player United have signed according to all reports and according to very respected people who say Sir Alex never saw him play but valued him his, his scouting report was that impressive he was like sign the kid that's the thing I, I have a feeling something will come out in 20 years time that there was some illegal goings on in that deal we signed him for reasons unknown I think there, there must have been someone there and that United, you have to sign this guy and someone was taking back-end payments somewhere. It made no sense at the time. I think it was, was it 7 million or something? Yeah, 7 million pounds. Which, at, at the time, was quite a hefty deal. Um, what year was that? It was probably 2010 or 11, sort of thing. I think he came in with a white-collar shirt. Yeah, it was um, 10 or 11. So, yeah. um... Seven million pound there is a good player. That's probably I don't know what you'd say now. Chicharito and Bebe were leading the line, but just never happened, did it? <laughs> what would you say seven million is now? About twenty million? Yeah, twenty-five million. No doubt. It's crazy. Um, Hopefully, we got a buyback I mean, Bebe, in his contract. Bebe, besides, he actually came in once or twice, and he's obviously a hell of an athlete. But some of these crossing, I remember they put a crossing compilation in one of these games. Oh my god, we thought Ashley Young's crossing was bad. Pepe yeah, uh, was a different level of crossing. Not, not a Premier League player, maybe. Now, not a Premier League player. My worst player also starts with B. Butner. You remember Alexander Butner, the left player? Oh, player-er? yes. Yes, I do. Oh. He was awful. I remember he, he scored a goal on, on his debut. That's why people liked him. I said no. Yeah. But that, that day, the right the right side for Wigan, I remember Nick Powell scored on yeah. debut as well yeah. that day. And I remember the start of the game said, our left back's going to score this game. Because this way, the, the Wigan right-hand side was just given the freedom of Old Trafford. And Butner eventually scored at the end of the game and new sign and it was actually the he title winning season. Defend, he was a horrible player. He yeah. was a shocking player. And from all reports, maybe and I know nothing about it. Didn't have the greatest of attitudes and didn't sort of gel too he well felt with the was team. Entitled. He felt was entitled yeah. to a starting role, yeah. Over Evra. <laughs> Kidding himself. Um, any other shouts for uh, Bebe Butner? 
Um, do you think any of the big ones, Di Maria Sanchez, fall in that category, or they still just they had that quality? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I was tempted to put Sanchez in there, but then I thought, you know what, Sanchez isn't a bad player. It's just a good player that doesn't fit a system and has come in at the wrong time of his career. Yeah. Who knows? Sanchez might kick on this season. I don't know. We might rely on him. He's killing it for Chile. He'll be like a new signing. The new number seven. Can only hope. Um, Now on to another best version. The best kit. Now I'm wearing the correct answer, which is the white... What year was that? 15, 16... Yes. Tom, you make an awful politician, mate. Everything (laughs) you do is correct. You need to listen to the people. The white away kit with the red Adidas stripes on the side, which won the FA Cup final in. Um... Jesse Lingard's winner into the top corner. That seems to be the last time Jesse Lingard got any praise from the United <laughs> fans, doesn't it? Um, that sounds about right. God. Um, other notable mentions, I would say the black, actually, speaking of Jesse Lingard, which he danced with at the Emirates. Oh, yep. That all black kit. Uh, that was 17-18. Yeah, I like the blue kit we won the Europa League in. Mm-hmm. I've got that kit. Now, out of the home kits, I like the 11, no, the 10-11, the white collar. Yep, and maybe because we won. God, I'm going through the whole, the whole wardrobe here. Maybe because we won, a lot of people weren't a fan of it. But I actually didn't mind the twelve thirteen, the checkered kit. Mate, look, that's the that's my tablecloth at home. So. <laughs> well, what's your favourite kit then? It has to be uh, the home kit of sixteen seventeen, Mourinho's first season, the half red, the half red with the checker down the middle. Loved it. Slatan, Pogba. Oh, it was very exciting times. I remember. I still remember the day. I was at. I was at uni. And I remember, I, I'm pretty sure it was with you I messaged. I said, the second Pogba's announced, I'm buying his kit. I've got Pogba on the back of that blue kit. We announced Pogba. They hadn't even confirmed his number, right? Yeah. I just assumed it was six. Yeah. Um, so I went, I did it, I bought six. And then I remember, I was like, and then I saw some reports he might take a, a different number. And I remember messaging the site, I bought it off. I was like, is there any chance I could change my number? But it turned out he did buy six, so I was all sorted. Now I'm going to use it to wipe my ass. Yeah, I envisaged it when, when he signed. I just had a feel on that blue kit. We're in the Europa League. Obviously, we'll, we'll be favourites going into that season in the Europa League. I thought, I can just see us winning it. I was thinking we won the Champions League in 68 in a blue kit. For some reason, I said Pogba will have a big season, and he ended up scoring. I think you do credit him with a goal in the Europa League that year. It's yeah. a bit of an own goal. But, um, I'll take it. Can I, can I add a question to our list? What's the best salty snack in the world? I'm loving these nuts, Larry. <laughs> Nobby's salted beer nuts, guys. Get out there. Get on Nobby's nuts. Um, best kit was the worst kit? Yeah, so what's our... I, I didn't put one down for worst kit. But did you, just off the top of your head, think of one? Yes, I wasn't I, a fan. I've actually you, got one. You go ahead. Go I do first. have one. It was the se- It was Van Gaal's second season. I think, I think we might have the same one. The black kit with the orange. Nah. With the orange. Yeah, down the side. That was awful. That looks mate. like it might be similar to this season's third kit. A similar type of orange and black sort of combination. But for me, it might be the same season or a season after something. It was like a shade of blue at the front, orange stripe, and another shade of blue at the back. I think it was Dean Maria's season. It was like a light blue, so Van Hal's first season was light blue at the front, sort of orange down the side, and dark blue on the back. Shit, I don't remember it, and it's probably a good thing, it was clearly bad if I don't remember it. Google it. I think we had a big win at Arsenal um, one year with that. Um, I remember Dean Maria wore it, um, and there was a big myth that came in that Van Hal, it was a reason um, we signed Van Hal, because it was sort of in relation to the Dutch kit, and off the back of the World Cup, not that Adidas put too much thought into their kits. Um, 
Bill, what do you think of this year's kits? The snake? Not a fan of the snake kit? I mean, it suits some of our players, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that's probably why they've gone for it. Mm. But yeah, the, we do have a uh, type of black and orange kit. Um, awful, mate. Yeah. Oh, I, I do like the home one, though. I like the shield around the badge. Um, and I like the return to white shorts. Now, we're ready to move on to the best one. Are you still Googling the blue Van Hal kit? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find this kit you're talking about. But anyway, we can move on. Yeah. Toby and Tyler Black at Arsenal. I remember he played that game. We actually beat Arsenal that game with Paddy McNair, Tyler Blackett. Paddy uh, McNair, Paddy wow. McNair, God. How do I remember that? Christ. I don't know. Um, he actually doesn't make our list on any of these awards. Um, oh, it's after best kit. We've got best signing. Um, so not the best player, but the actual best signing of the decade. For me, as we started the show, I think it has to be De Gea. I think it was, a, it was less than 20 minutes, but 18 million or something. Yeah, yeah, and it I think, was 18 million. I think, million I think for memory. what he's given us, for 18 million, I think he has to be. Um, I think Van Persie's a close second in regards to he came in and pretty much won the league by himself. But De Gea, for me, just shades it. Tom, you're going to kill me, but what was the question? A best signing. <laughs> Shit. Um, did you have one? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, <laughs> I was too busy looking for this kit. <laughs> it's actually a pretty nice kit. I think you've been yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, it wasn't too bad, but um, I'm not trying to erase everything from Van Hal. Oh, oh, mate, you know what? Van Hal, his press conferences were so entertaining, yeah, no, no. it made up for the shit football. Anyway, sorry. Oh, I've, got, I've got a bit of a yeah, no, okay, go um, Again, for best signing. You're going to think I'm obsessed with Dutchmans, but again, I've put Robin Van Persie. Yeah, no, he's a fair answer. Um, we brought him in to just bring a lethal goal-scoring ability to the team. He came in, he scored the goals, he brought us to 20 times. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Case closed. I think there was almost a similar case when or everyone had a similar hope when Ibrahimovic came in. Everyone thought, oh, he'll come in and win us the league like Van Persie did. Um, obviously didn't venture Ibrahimovic did very well and he's probably maybe worth a slight argument coming on a free transfer mm. uh, wins the Europa League obviously he was injured in the final but he won the Europa League won the League Cup I know Mourinho claims the community shield as well as his domestic treble can or, I say uh, as a treble I was really tempted to put Pogba here um, I really was because take it, it, everything out he could have been he could have been Take everything out of consideration. Yeah, the way I look at it is, if if Pogba goes, which it looks like, it, it, I still think it will happen. He could potentially go down as a United legend if he was really up for it. But he's proving he doesn't have the ticker, he doesn't have the attitude, he doesn't have the mental strength to be like. You know what? It's the whole thing. I, I don't want to dwell on this too long, but when he talked about looking for a new challenge like imagine the name he could make for himself record signing for United stick it out with these owners in this team win take over the captaincy take us back to the top win a trophy imagine being part of the United team that wins the title for the first time since So Alex retired and if you're the captain leading that you go down in United history. I don't man. think players. That, well, we think that way, but I don't think players. And that's not a critic. I'm not just saying Pogba doesn't think that. I don't. Th- don't think any player thinks like that these days. But we, we see that as fans. I, I reckon Rashford's thought about it, no doubt, because yeah. they're, they're fans of the club. But anyway. if, if you brought up a fan of a club, yeah. But I think 99% of the players you sign aren't fa- like fans like you and I of the club. Well, if um, Pogba wants to prove me wrong, he very well can. Um, now, after what was that? Best signing. Now, back to the other end of the scale, the worst signing. 
Which um, there are plenty of those. So for that, I did put Di Maria. And Di Maria, I had three, and Di Maria is in that. Yeah, the reason I put Di Maria there, um, simply put, at the time, most expensive signing for Manchester United. He came with high hopes, um, but his attitude, he just, it didn't work out. And you know, Van Hal contributed in the sense he fell out with the, he fell out with the player. He had his house burgled, and that seemed to put his. Seemed to just ruin his life, his attitude towards being in Manchester, and just the way he left. I recall the week before he was sold, he said, "United fans haven't seen the best of me." Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, mate. And we never did. Off you went. Do you and, think I'll, I'll put Di Maria, but also Sanchez? Do you think Sanchez is in the same? Oh yeah, no doubt. Sanchez is a great shout. Um, it's. <laughs> I don't think he's been as bad as Dean Maria. I remember some games Dean Maria played. I remember he got the ball and a player was three or four metres away from him. And I remember going, he's not going to make this pass. A three metre pass. And yes, albeit, puts a three metre pass over the sideline. He Dean Maria some also games, had, he was bad. But he had 10 assists in the season. He, I think he started, it started the season very well. He had 10 assists, though, in that huh? season. And con- when you consider how much he was pulled in and out, and put that in comparison to Sanchez, who yeah. we put... Martial Rashford on the sidelines for Sanchez yeah. and he just did not perform yeah. oh, look I think when, when, when you weigh everything up Sanchez he potentially I basically made a case for you didn't I yeah. I, th- I think it, I, I don't know but the thing is Sanchez might stay here another season and just that hope within you as a fan think well he's going to lead us for the next title he's a number he's seven killing, like I said he's killing it for Chile um, but I thought we should touch on earlier for worst player but I still have my doubts on this sign-in. There was some illegal ongoings that when we signed Bebe. I, I still cannot get my head around or a viable answer to why we signed him for £7 million. I've got a theory, Tom, but my theory will get me in a, <laughs> in a whole in heap trouble. of trouble. Best not to speak. No. Um, best moment. So not best game, but best moment. It, it might be a game for you, or it might be a, something, but, yeah, best moment for you throughout the last 10 years. Ooh. Well, while I might thinking, get slated for this. Okay, go on. I'm going to say winning the PSG game last season. Big move. Now, the reason I say that it was is good. because... Take me back to that morning. Oh, oh mate. It's buzzing. But and the only reason I say that is because I think I've learned to... Maybe it has something to do with my age um, in the sense of when we won the last title, I think... How old was I? I think I just turned 18. Yeah. I was too busy loving alcohol and partying to really appreciate winning anything. Being six years later, we're sitting here eating Nobby's nuts. Eating Nobby's nuts, yeah. So I think I appreciate the PSG game because we've had such a mediocre six years, and that felt like a new managers come in. I felt like, well, it, like it felt like a turning point. Like, oh, United are finally going to start heading back to the top. I think it felt more like that. I think at the time, it almost just the reaction and the positive reaction online. Yeah which online is now such a big part of supporting United, almost felt like a trophy. That's the thing. Um, I was really tempted to say when we clinched the 20th title. Yeah. But if I'm being honest, it went over my head. That, was just, that was just the norm back then. It That's was, the thing, yeah. Like, okay, we'll win 21 next year. So I know it sounds stupid when you say it out loud, but when you put the context around it of, you know, we're winning titles week in, week out. Like if now, if we won a title, how much more would it oh. mean? You know It'd be like I mean? when they went 26 years before the Premier League and they end up winning it. Exactly. So for God, me, let's yeah. hope we don't go 26 years. Well, we're only 20 away. How long? Yeah. It's, it's creeping up. It does. That's the thing. You can go so long without it. We've been giving shit to Liverpool all these years. It creeps up on you. So yeah, for me, I'm going to say the win against PSG. That was big. Uh, it was actually probably one of the best game. actually, looking back at it now. It was actually a, not part of the bus, but we rode our luck a little bit. The best moment for me. 
it was the best 30 seconds of my life when Patrice Evra scored against Bayern Munich. I thought we were going oh. through it. I thought David Moyes was knocking Pep Guardiola out for the Champions League. I don't know how long... Yeah, it lasted 30-something seconds. But the reaction, the feeling when that goal went in, hit the underside of the bar, Manuel Neuer starts celebrating the goal as well. Ever in front of the away fans. I... I can feel it now, that reaction when he scored. Unbelievable you know goal. Deserves a Unbelievable goal. You know what deserves a reasonable shout? When there was the the racism road between Suarez Ooh, and Evra. Suarez and Evra. And then we won the game at Old Trafford. Yeah. And Evra runs over yeah. to Suarez no, that, and shout. celebrates in front of him no. as a United fan. So satisfying. Yeah, 100%. That's a fair shout. One, actually, from an individual and biased um, point of view, one of my favourite moments I saw... In Ferguson's last season, I was there for a few games. Saw Liverpool against United at Old Trafford. And it was at the back end of that Ever Suarez um, controversy. I think before the game, they actually shook hands in this game. And um, we're 1-0 up. Um, Robert Van Persie scored. But in the, I was in the back of the strip for them. And in the second half, Van Persie swung in a free kick. And we all thought in the crowd that Ever had scored. So we all thought that Ever had scored against Suarez. And it was this whole thing. And the, the whole crowd was just giving it to Suarez. Unbelievable. When we got home, we saw all the replays. It actually, the head actually glanced off Nemanja Vidic. Yeah. So Vidic actually got credited with the goal, but it was Everest's goal. But for the rest of that half an hour, of the game, we won two one. But the rest of that game, the stick, um, the crowd were given Suarez. Um, it was in the midst of that Everest Suarez debate. But I forgot about that. That was um, that rumbled on for a few years. That was. Is there a player you hate more than Luis Suarez? It's I've, got, Wanko, isn't I've it? got an irrational hate for Jordan Henderson, but Suarez is up there. I don't know why yeah. Henderson, but um, Suarez. I've got, yeah, Suarez, he's up there. like I mean, take the like. He's got a shocking head, but there when, actually yeah. one of the chance in that game. So to interrupt, it had yeah. Jeanette was next to me watching the match, and I um, had her in stitches. Um, Lewis Suarez, your teeth are offside. They <laughs> sung that for about four to five minutes. He's that. He's the type of player where if I was given the opportunity to, if someone said to me. You have one player where they're going to sit on the pitch at Old Trafford on their knees and you get to take a 20-metre run-up with your still studs on and you can kick him in the face. Mate, I'm choosing Luis Suarez every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, be, be, I, I think there'll be a line. It'd line be like popping you. that three-centimetre wide pimple yeah. and popping <laughs> it full of juice, mate. Oh. I think there'll be a lot of people lining up for that. But um, what was that? That was the best moment. Everest goal against Bayern Munich and... Ooh. There's a few. What did you say? The PSG game? Yeah. Now, worst moment. I will go first for the worst moment. You know, I don't think it's worst moment, but it definitely sort of sums up sort of the post, post-Fergie era, which we've mentioned before on this podcast, but Phil Jones standing there with both hands up, taking a corner oh, away at QPR. Mind, and I remember when that happened, I thought, oh, okay, that's where the club's at. We've got Phil Jones trotting up from centre-back to be whipping in our corners. And I thought that was a real... It hit home that we've got a long way to go. From now on, I refuse to call him Phil Jones. His name's Crayon Jones. Because <laughs> every time I picture Phil Jones, I picture him eating crayons. All right? Um, that's a good shout, Tom. But I think the worst moment for me has to be the 3-0 loss to Liverpool in Moises' season. Yeah. I just remember... The... And City was a couple of days City, after. Yeah, City, City was not long after. And you know what? I, I might just put that whole week in context. That was the... <laughs> 
uh, the Full Time Devils video with uh, Andy Tate. Andy Tate. <laughs> that deserves oh. a best moment shout out. It's up there. It's it's still it's almost relevant today. April like, Fool's uh, Day. Yeah. <laughs> Moisey, you're yeah. the only fool in Manchester. Yeah, well, I think you got the sack a couple of do- couple of weeks after. I think yeah. it was the start of um, the end. Yeah, that week was terrible. And I think what was worst about that week. Okay, you can imagine how bad losing three 0 at home to City and three 0 at home to Liverpool is, but it wasn't a surprise. We went into those no. games thinking, oh, oh we, we could lose this bad, and yeah. I think that's what hurt more, more than because I remember the Liverpool game, the atmosphere was unbelievable. When that third goal went in, the, I think the third goal went in with about ten to go, and the last watch on YouTube, the last ten minutes is just the whole crowd chanting twenty times, the loudest it's been in years. Yeah. Like, unbelievable the support the team got. Yeah, the actual moment of losing is... Yeah. You know, United fans, and of course we're biased, but I I truthfully believe that they're the best in the world simply because when the going gets tough, the true United fans... Yeah. Not not talking about these Twitter Twitter warriors, but the true United fans, they rally behind a team like no one else does. Yeah, no, 100%. But, yeah, for me, it was definitely definitely that week. Um, City-Liverpool. See you, Moisey. For me, that season as well. God, Moisey really making us work hard here you, but you could make five lists you could, you could, you could pull for me I still there. remember the morning watching Olympiacos 2-0 oh, away Olympiacos oh, which kind of gets overshadowed because we came back and won the second leg but I remember watching that game it's pathetic it, it was bad it was worse than anything we've seen in recent years um, that was a bad one um, after worst moment we have best game best game or does PSG go for you? Or it's not actually the best game. No, the game itself was actually quite poor, wasn't it? I've got two for best game. Now, my initial reaction was the 4-3 derby with Michael Owen's winner. That was in the 9-10 season. Oh, your favourite player, Michael Owen, eh? That you was in jersey the... jersey <laughs> Sleep in, sleep in it. I've still got that jersey, but the AIG has come off. I've still got the black V, but the AIG that didn't you don't, last. You have Owen on the back? No, I don't have Owen on the back. Oh, gosh. No, but I've still got that jersey. Um... My initial reaction was that game, but that was actually the start of the nine ten season, so technically that was in the previous decade, so it's invalid. Um, I do have another derby, though. The Shoot. 3-2 Robin Van Persie free kick. I watched it in a bar in Paris that game, because it was the week before the... Here's a bit of trivia. It was the week before the Liverpool game, which Everest scored, or Everest slash Vidic scored. We went 2-0 up, City got back to 2-2. You thought City were going to go on to win it, and then Robin Van Persie gets a free kick in injury time. Look at what um, I wrote, Tom. Where are we? Best game? 3-2 City, you've got it. You're a bastard. I think um, it was an unbelievable game. It was unbelievable because it was such a roller roller coaster of emotions because we went from the... And it was, it was City as champions. Yeah, it was. It was the ecstasy of we're 2-0 up. I remember Rooney, two great runaway goals. Rooney, and then yeah. also because they won... Yeah, to your point, that they were champions the season before and it felt like United are fighting back here. But then they brought it back to 2-2. And Yaya Torre, that bastard. I hate that. that he's, you know he's what? A good player. And he great player, wonderful player, and he, he tore us up every time we versed him. But and then we got a two-two, and then Van Persie lined it up. But something I just remember that moment, and I remember thinking to myself, "This is going to go in." Yeah. And then it was like, oh, I didn't think that. Shocker, I didn't think that. It was a shock of a free kick too. We took a deflection off Nazri. Took a huge deflection, but I went in, and that was the moment we say, "You know what?" And that was the moment I remember saying. This might be a huge year for Van Persie. And you, we know how it ended. So, yeah, 3-2 for me. Um, Honourable mention for 8-2 against Arsenal. Oh, no doubt, yeah. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> that, that, could you imagine that happened now? 
in terms of the online support and online social media. People would be saying Ashley Young deserves the Ballon d'Or. Oh no, I'm talking about the Arsenal reaction. Oh right. Could you imagine if they, which they sometimes do. Was Arsenal fan TV around at that time? I hope not. I hope oh. not for, not their, for their being. God. Um, but could you imagine that now? I wish they did take a few beans. They lose 5-0 occasionally. But um, 8-2. Was that Ashley Young got a double? Yeah, Rooney got a hat-trick. Rooney got a hat-trick. I think Rooney missed a penalty as well. No, no, he scored, no, he scored a penalty. He scored a penalty. Chelsea missed a penalty. Um, we also got Danny Welbeck scored. Yeah. I mean, Park may have scored. Hernandez, pretty sure. Yeah, Hernandez, Park. Um, that was funny. That was, that was no, no, not just funny. It was, it, was, it was the year we actually lost the title. Yeah. Actually, I forgot about worst moment. Not that I want to bring it up. not say Aguero? The, this, well, the Aguero, but the 6-1. Oh, right. I forgot about that. I, I've erased it yeah. well. Yeah, completely forgot about that. And I remember I spent that, uh, that evening at King's Cross. Johnny um, Evans' red card, Fletcher was the only goal scorer. I remember that game. Unbelievable. Okay, we'll skip over that. Um, but yeah, 8-2 against Arsenal, and I think we both agree the 3-2 against Manchester City. Now, on to best goal. Besides, uh, besides, I think we've both got Rooney against, Rooney's overhead. No, I don't. Oh, okay, well, I don't. I've got Rooney's overhead. as the. Um, I did have as an honourable mention, um, but I've put RVP's volley against Villa. Yeah, I think I remember enough. Rooney loved that ball to win, and the way that ball went in. Brilliant. Like, it, was, it was almost when, when it was in the yeah. he could score this. It wasn't too much of a shock that he hit, hit it on the volley. But he, he had that in him. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but it was still shocking. Like, I remember when he struck it. Oh, he hit it with power. It was like, oh, like the way the ball bounced, like it was just perfect. We end up And getting the hat trick and wrapping the title up on that day, I think adds. That's the thing, yeah. To it. So that's why it was, oh. To this day, when I think about that goal, I just think. Wow, what a player Robin Van Persie was for us. I know it was one season, but yeah. fantastic, yeah. Um, honourable mentions. Um, Berbatov against Liverpool. Do you remember his overhead kick? Yeah, brilliant. He yeah. scored our trick. Um, you know what? If you look at technique, Berbatov's overhead kick against Liverpool is better than Rooney's. It's a weird one. It was a weird one. He obviously controlled on the thigh. Um, yeah. It was a weird one. He almost he was crouched over as he hit it. But in terms of difficulty, it was a hard one because he obviously had a defender on his back. Berbatov made the difficult look smooth, oh, and I think... He's one of my favourite players, Yeah, Berbatov. brilliant. And I think that's what it is, because if you look at... And Rooney said it himself, he's like, in terms of how he struck the ball against City, he said that it actually came off his shin. Oh, yeah, he actually, when you actually see the slow motion. Yeah, yeah it yeah. came off his shin, but... Yeah, so Berbatov... That's the only thing that kills Berbatov. He could, he could have a highlight reel there, but he just oh. makes difficult things look easy, and that's why he's not here. But yeah, for me, RVP volley, but yeah, that Rooney overhead kick, euphoria. Yeah, I think they're the two goals. Now, two goals for me, which I don't think many will remember. Oh, some might remember, but I'm just going to put it here just for my own personal advice. Matters goal at Anfield. Oh, brilliant. No, no, it was great. But also, one for me, in terms of... Um, flash from the past um, Raphael again, well he actually did score a good goal at Anfield as well which I remember but he scored a goal in the 12-13 season against QPR a real rocket into the top corner yeah, yeah. if you don't remember go back on YouTube unbelievable goal just a laser from I remember that. Top, top corner the Raphael goal at Anfield is actually brilliant oh, it was a left foot, left foot. curler yeah, yeah. It's brilliant I mean, Chester down from Kagawa, I think. I remember that game. Yeah. That is that. a player I am still that, so upset I think in, ter- in terms of a mistake, we could well, an award that's not written down here, but our biggest mistake, besides we can look at the commercial mistakes letting Ed Woodward in charge, David Gill and Ferguson leaving at the same time, I think one of the biggest mistakes we've had, and it, it's a big one, it isn't the biggest mistake, but for me personally, letting Raphael go, I thought that was huge. We should not have let him go, just in terms of his mentality. 
yeah, no doubt. Um, wonderful player, loved the club, and just played with that tenacity. That but you, but you look at the issues we had at right back when he left. I mean, we've got, had right, to go we've back got right back problems now. Well, hopefully, hopefully it's solved with one Masaka, but yeah. Okay, um, now the last one, best 11, which will obviously cause some debate. And mine, looking at it on paper, I think it's wrong, but I'll try and make an argument. Uh, goalkeeper and just Lin- Lindegaard. <laughs> Lindegaard, not Ben Foster. I only called him Lingard again. Um, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go through the goalkeeper and defenders. We've got De Gea, uh, I assume. Yeah. Yes? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely De Gea. Okay, now we won't go to right back first. So I think we'll go left back. Um, usually you start at the right, but I think left yeah. is a bit more obvious. So I've got Patrice Evra. I've got, I've got Butner. Uh, I'm joking <laughs> with you. No, one. no, I've got, I've got Patrice Evra. Um, yeah. And you know, it, it's sad. As we go through the team, you'll see there's a lot of yeah. the start of the decade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, personally, Patrice Evra, one of my favourite players. Love the guy. Yeah. Um, wasn't the greatest uh, defensively, you know. Um, he wasn't the greatest since Aaron Lennon. Aaron Lennon. Lennon reason. used to tear him apart. Yeah. Every time we versus Tottenham, yeah, Evra yeah, would nightmare. get his pants pulled down. <laughs> I think some players just have that. I think yeah. um, Torres against Vidic. us. Torres against yeah, Vidic, yeah. Tor- yeah. Um, speaking of Vidic, he goes in for me next to Evra. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. Was there anyone... Has there been a tougher player in the last decade than the Manu no. Vidic for United? Yeah, I think, I think he, he looks he, like he'd put his head through a brick wall. I think he played better when he got cut. Yeah. Like, like it's sort of... He was a like a bull. Um... Yeah, there's a rumour that he's linked with the under-23s job. Yeah, I've seen that. Hope I'm, not, he, I'm sure. It. I think the links come from Serbia, so yeah. I don't know how reliable it is. But um, that'd be good to see. So we've both got Evra and Vidic. We've got Rio. You know it. Like yeah. the fine place in Brazil. Um, for me, the best centre... Not just the best centre-half of the decade. For me, the best English centre-half ever. I think he's miles ahead of we, John we, we, Terry. My, my question with Rio, and I, I have Rio as well. And I'm not saying this player deserves to be in the... Um, the decade team but I've just put in brackets Chris Small and he's hard done by just by longevity Rio Ferdinand fantastic different level but what did he do three or four seasons in that decade where Chris Small has been here for the entire decade but I'd like to apologise much... on behalf of Tom Simpson <laughs> ladies and gentlemen he's had a few beers but like um, Ben Percy like, what, I think ben, he's got a concussion Ben and... Percy had that one season like, is that enough to get into the team of the decade yeah it is it is because for me, he was Rio, a brilliant Rio, Rio player is in, my in that team. decade. Rio is in my team. Yeah. But I just think yeah, maybe two, three seasons. He, he didn't start to fade away. But um, Tom, I think and I, he's one I of my like you, mate. We're, we're good friends, but this is where your argument's dead in the water. You're stuck in a hole and you're digging the opposite way because you're getting closer to help. Do you want to look at the paper? Rio and Vidic. I have them in my team. I'm just making the a best, case. Are they the best centre-half partnership United has ever had? Yeah, for me. We had Bruce and Pallister. Bruce and Pallister. I probably didn't understand football to the um, full of my knowledge sort of thing at the time. So they're looking back. I think they had everything with Ferdinand Vidic. Not only what they did on pitch, what they achieved. The, yeah, no doubt. The, the centre-back partnership during the most successful time in the club's history. I think that shows that they probably yeah. are above Bruce and Pallister. The thing I loved about them, you had... And Yapstam. you got to uh, you got to put Yapstam in there. Yeah, no doubt. But um, I think as a partnership. But if you look at... The thing I loved about them is... And Rio was a tough player, no doubt. And I think people under, under the shadow or undervalue his defending. They always think of, oh, what a brilliant ball player he was. But you had the subtlety and the brilliance of Ferdinand and he had the toughness of Vidic. Yeah. And oh. that's what a compliment. It was a cocktail made in heaven, those yeah. two. Oh, beautiful. Um, 
right back. It's going to be an interesting. Raphael yeah, all no. day yeah, long. No, he, he gets in. He just yeah. gets in for me. I had to shift. had Valencia. Yeah, well, Valencia we'll was hard done by for me. I think because Raphael was there in the nine ten season. That's when he started to come in. Come, yeah. come in, made a few appearances that season. Then he obviously he had the first season under Van Hal, which was fourteen fifteen. Yeah. So he's there for five years, and so half the decade. Yeah, um, well, I think I think a lot of us, for both of us, there's a bit of sentiment here. We yeah. both love Raphael, but Valencia deserves. A, if either of us said Valencia, I think that's totally fair. Um, at one point, I thought he was the best right back in the Premier League. People might not agree with that, oh, he was. but I think he was. He was. Mourinho's first season, he was. Yeah, he was brilliant. Um, and then just got towards the end of his career, you know, we just started to see he lacked the ability to just get forward and cross, which is crazy because that's all he used to be. Yeah. But yeah, for me, Raphael. Now, speaking of Valencia, I will go forward, stick to the right hand side, but I'll move forward. I had Valencia at right back, I've just shifted him forward to right midfield. I think that's where we saw the best of him. Honourable. Um, obviously, the last couple of years we do sort of relate to him as a right back. Yeah. But I think we have to remember those first couple of years he did play as a right winger. So you're playing a 4-4-1-1 then? There's a 4-4-1-1, 4-4-2. You could actually push Valencia higher as a winger. As an out-and-out out winger and make it a 4-3-3. Yep. Um, but on paper, if you're looking at it, pretend it's a 4-4-1. Uh, 4-4-1-1. Okay. So Valencia, I just think the longevity... And I don't think it's important to remember how good he actually was as a winger, as a right midfielder. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what shape are you going with? So mine's a four-four-one-one. What do you have in terms of shape? Um, you've actually made me change my team on the run. Tom. Oh, here we go. So, what, well, give me your next player then. All right. So, I'm just fixing up my midfield. <laughs> All right. Moving so, the tactics board, the magnets. This is going to be a little bit of a controversial one. I got Nani on the. Oh, Nani! I got Nani on the right hand side. In terms of consistency, it wasn't there. But if you look at brilliance, yeah, he had ability. Yeah. He was a breathtaking player when he was on. Very I know he was so inconsistent, but is he any different to what Martial is now? Really? Yeah. I'd say Nani was probably a bit more frustrating, but oh, very frustrating. Um, but when Nani was on, he was on. And I remember the season uh, with, with the college show. It was ten eleven. Yeah. He had the most assists in the Premier League scored a handful of goals he, he was, un, it was almost unplayable at times that season and one of my favourite players I was gutted I remember when um, in, in, the, in Fergie's last season he didn't play a lot of football yeah. and I was concerned Moise was going to come in and sell him but then he got a five year deal yeah, but we still didn't see much of him and he was out the door not much not much later yeah but. I think his career finished with Ferguson I think when Ferguson left he's, yeah. he was one of those players that Ferguson he, took under his he, wing he was a moment of brilliance but yeah for me I, I love Nani so he's on the right side. He wins on the right-hand side for right me. Side. Now, what's your, do you have two in the middle or three in the middle? Um, no, I've, I've, I've gone... I've gone two in the middle. Okay, we've both gone two in the middle, so I think we'll Actually, do this. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I've gone two in the middle. You got well, we'll The person I've picked on the left is actually going to throw a little bit of judgment at me, but I'll explain when we get there. You can't put Nadi on the right and left and have him cut it in. Not like that. No. Okay, well, I think we'll, we'll do our midfield pair... Um, at the same time then oh, looking on paper I don't think it's there's definite arguments for other people but I'm going to try and make a case but Michael Carrick gets in there 100% now I w- was going to go Paul Scholes but I thought well maybe you could only really get two three years out of the decade from him so I've gone Darren Fletcher well Carrick and Fletcher as a midfield too I just think Car- if, um, Carrick speaks for himself I think everyone will agree with that but Darren Fletcher 
in that first half of the decade, which he stayed for the Van Hals first season, so he was there for half a decade. Yeah. Uh, obviously, his sickness took over towards um, the end of his career, or the end of his United career, but um, he was pivotal. He, he was at, at the heart of every team. Ferguson trusted yeah. him. I think he was very underrated. Yeah, it, it was a great play. And you know, it's funny. People compare McTominay, now they call him the modern Fletcher. Yeah. Fletcher was so much better on the ball oh, yeah, than McTominay. Darren Fletcher's yeah, Fletcher was a wonderful player. I think he just got he just got overshadowed by Skulls, Carrick. Yeah. Um, who are the two players in my midfield? Skulls and Carrick. Yeah. Look, 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 Skulls I could put in there, but again, for me, just in terms of the yeah. decade, a little bit short. I understand what you're saying, and that's fair. But when I look at in that decade, Skulls won two Premier League titles. Yeah. So for me, it was like came out of retirement. Yeah, he did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if I'm looking just purely on accolades, and you know what, he was brilliant until his final day. Yeah. He, he, he did not, there wasn't a point where he retired, came back, retired again, where I said, he's finished. Yeah. He played brilliantly. So for me, and Carrick speaks for himself, mainstay of the midfield. Um, we're trying to replace him. I don't know if he yeah, is still. replaceable, but yeah, Skulls and Carrick for me. And it's good to see Carrick still there as assistant, or I wouldn't call it yeah. assistant manager, but a, um, a coach. Now, on the left, the more I look at this, he actually, in this decade, didn't play on the left. We've got Ryan Giggs. Okay. Maybe, probably not deserving of it, and the more, more I think he about it. times. No, no, he did. Actually, I think on the boys, he played a little bit on the left. Um, but I think, uh, as I said, just a, a few achievements he did. Um, he still won so much. He, he won everything in that decade, or until he retired. Then he obviously had that spell as a player-manager. Um, I can't think of too many players because we always see Giggs as a, as a left midfielder. I can't see anyone on the left who could take over him or take that spot in a decade team. So almost by default, I won Ryan Giggs. He, he did do well. He, his experience was key in the. Um, you could have put Nani in there. Nani could have put, put Ashley Young in there. <laughs> well, not Ashley Young, but Nani. Nani's a good shout. Um, but my midfield four is Valencia on the right, Giggs on the left, and Carrick and Fletcher in the midfield. So, who have you got on, on the left? left? Ready for an eyebrow lifter? Is it a current player? It is. I've put Paul Pogba on the left. Oh. Now, Again, now, Larry apologised. I would like to apologise on behalf of the NUFC podcast. Excuse and me, d- mate. Direct all abuse towards Larry, please. The reason I've put Pogba on the left is because if you look at the positions he occupies on the field, he very much plays like a left midfielder. Yeah. If you've got Carrick behind him, Carrick can cover the ground that Pogba probably doesn't. You've got his mate Everett behind him. He's got, a, he's got his mate ever behind him. They'll be having discussions and having laughs and probably on recording Instagram videos while they're on the pitch. But, if yeah, if you look at the positions Pogba occupies, very much plays like a wide player. Yeah. Um, and you know what? For me, he hasn't been a failure at United at all. You know, Could he be better? Yes. Could he be more consistent? Yes. But imagine, a mid- imagine your two wide players are Nani and Pogba. <laughs> Defending 101. Oh mate, um, yeah. So that I'm, is interesting. I know, but can you see what I'm oh, saying? No, no, I agree. He, his best football does come from the left. Look, it was Pogba or Ashley Young. What do you want from me? <laughs> this, look, someone can make a case for Ashley Young. Yeah, that, uh, that person should be sent to a mental. I don't know, but someone could. Um, <laughs> so both got a four across, flat four at the back, and flat four across midfield. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Okay. Now my choice at number ten won't get the abuse you've just got for your, uh, Paul Pogba. But he maybe doesn't have the strongest case, but for me, I'm going to make it one matter. Oh, Jesus Christ, Tom. When you think about it, no, this is, my, my argument has come from the longevity. He came in David Moyes' season, so he's been here for the best part of this decade. 
you look at how we've gone in that last decade, who has been one of the shining lights when in the one of the tough times of the club? How, ma- how many football games has he played at number 10? I'd still put him in there. He, okay, he does play a lot on the right, but he comes in and plays almost in midfield. Okay. Okay. You, you look, since, right. since he's come to the club, now I don't have stats to back this up, but I would be confident, and I'm not talking direct goals or direct assists, but almost those stats they bring in now. Goal involvement. The free assist, the yep. goal involvement. I don't think we've had a player since he came in who's been involved in more goals in terms of he's always that pass before the assist or he's always involved in the play. And I think... In terms of an attacking outlet, I, I don't think and we haven't been successful at all since um, he's come in. But it's almost like De Gea. Imagine what we would have been without him. And I mean, since he's come in, look, he came in. Not he's come as a record transfer. He did, I think, thirty-six million. I think he was a record Di Maria the year after. I don't remember me. I, I think he was a record transfer. So he came with a big expectation, but he came in the middle of a shitstorm with David Moyes. No, you're right. Actually, yeah, he did come in as a and, record um, I just think in terms of the balance of the squad, obviously I didn't want to play too up front because, again, Van Persie, in terms of a decade, didn't do enough for me. Berbatov, in terms of the decade, not enough. Ibrahimovic, great impact, only a season. So in terms of his longevity, and that's the reason he gets in for me, and a bit of personal bias and my new flag, which will be unveiled in Perth, I think he just sneaks in there for me. Tom, I understand what you're saying. I'll buy it. But I think the only longevity you're concerned with is the longevity in your pants when you watch one Mata play. I've gone Wayne Rooney. Um, at, at number 10? Yeah, yeah, Rooney at number 10. Um, Rooney's dominance or his goal-scoring prowess, I know he had 9-10, the 9-10 season, but even then he played off the striker a lot. Um, and then if I look at, um, that was the 11-12 season, even under Moyes, he was our best outfield player that season for me. Um, and look, for me, I, I've said it before, Rooney's my probably my favourite United player of all time um, and for me he, he won he won two titles in that time it was great to see him lift the FA Cup um, in his final season for United I know he was on the outer um, at that point but overhead kicks and he was our captain for me there was only one answer and it was Wayne Rooney well you know, I can't do everything you said and that is why I've got him but I've got him as a striker I've got Matter in behind Rooney just repeating exactly what you said. He's, he's my striker. So I'm playing 4-4-1, uh, 4-4-1-1. Rafael, Rio, Vidic, Evra across midfield. Valencia, Carrick, Fletcher, Ryan Giggs and Mata in behind Rooney. And I assume you have the Dutchman up top? Oh, Robin Van Persie. Yep. Uh, I did put Van Persie there. Um, I know people forget about the Moy season and I can't blame you. But um, in that season... Van Persie scored 17 goals uh, and I know that's easy to forget but again great goal scoring record it could have been 16 actually Um, and then then, yeah then you put in a context he came in won us a title one season but how much that season meant especially when you look back six years later and we've won sort of I think that was the thing you'd want to go back and almost remember that season more fondly because as we said we thought it was going to continue on It, it didn't feel as special um but now we realise how special it was. Exactly. So for me, um, so I actually got pretty. So, so go, go, go through your team again. So we've got David De Gea, uh, Rafael Vio, uh, Rio. Yeah, we've got to say Vio. Yeah, we've, got, we've got the same back five. Um, yeah, Rio, Vidicevra, uh, Skulls, Carrick in midfield, yeah. Nani and Pogba out wide, and uh, Rooney uh, just in behind Robin. Yeah, so f- three or four differences, but um, 
I think my team just shades it. Just let wins. us know. Let us know who you thinks who you thinks got the better lineup, and you know it's me. Now, just in regards to that, a few people have sent through. We'll just go quickly uh, their answers. We'll just go through quickly. Um, United Down Under podcast. He's sort of the godfather of Australian Man United podcast. So go and follow him at United Down Under on Twitter. Um, he's got his own podcast. He's gone best player RVP. Worst player, Bebe. Best kit, 15-16 third kit. Which one was that? 15-16. That was Moises... No, Van Hal's last season. Yeah. I think the black and orange kit, which you didn't like. No, is it away kit or alternate kit? Third kit. Oh, so that's Yeah, that black kit. Sorry, mate. No, no. That looks uh-huh. like, it looks like poo mixed with Fanta. Uh, best signing, RVP. Worst signing, Sanchez. Best moment, the 20th title. Worst moment, Aguero, which is a good shout. Hold on, when you say best moment, 20th title, when we lifted the trophy, when Van Persie scored, come on, man, we need specifics here. You have to ask him. Um, Best game, 8-2, which we mentioned. Now, his best goal is an interesting one. Nani's goal in the Community Shield. It was a great goal, but... You deserve credit for having such a wonderful memory. Uh, It it was a good goal, to be fair, just the way... Well, 2 0 down, actually, and came back 1 3 2. It was a good goal, but you know what? When you think about brilliant goals, you think about the context of the goal. Yeah. It's a community shield, mate. <laughs> um, and his best 11 has gone De Gea, Evra, Vidic, Ria, Raphael. So, same back four Carrick, Pogba, and Skulls in midfield. And a front three of Rooney, Berbatov, and Ben Percy. So, he fitted Berbatov in there. Sorry, um, mate. Hold on. He's, he's okay, said, go back to I'm, it. I'm being harsh on the guy, aren't I? But. Can you explain to me how that team's going to defend? I think it's more of maybe a, a, a 4-4-2 diamond. I think Carrick at the base, Pogba and Skulls either side, and Rooney at 10 with Berba and RVP up top. So you got Pogba and Skulls basically saying, fuck you, Carrick, <laughs> do your best, mate. I thought you were going to say fuck you to each other. Pogba and Skulls can't play them in the same team. They probably would do that too. Um, now we'll go on to Robert, who sent through. He's on Facebook. He's got best player Rooney, worst player Alexis, best get 17 both home and away kit so Mourinho's second season best signing is split between Van Persie Ibrahimovic and Pogba Pogba's an interesting one maybe agrees with you um, worst signing Di Maria best moment again the 20th title worst moment the 4-0 loss to MK Dons uh, you know what that's a good shout but at the time I wasn't that angry yeah, it was a weird one. Because it was, it was like it was a rotated team, and it looked like players who you thought would leave anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fair enough. Though. Best game, the 8-2 win against Arsenal. Best goal, he's got a few. He's got the Matter goal at Anfield, the Rooney goal against City, and the Rooney, uh, the Rom Van Persie volley, obviously. Now he's going to four-two-three-one for his best eleven. I've got to disagree with his right back. He's got Gary Neville. Gary Neville was shocking towards the end of his career. So, Jeez, so, no. so Robert, Awful you're, Robert, you're wrong. I think mate. you're a little bit sentimental, mate. <laughs> Gary Neville. I had to think about that, yeah. Yeah, he had a shocking end to his career. Uh, Rion Vidic in the middle, obviously, Everett left back. Skulls and Carrick in the middle with Pogba at 10. Ryan Giggs on the left. Rooney up front in behind Ibrahimovic. So he's put Ibrahimovic in there. Short lived. And I put Van Persie in there. Yeah. Well, Van Persie won Van the Persie title. was better than... You comparing a Europa League to Premier League title? Yeah, well... Okay, and Stefan has gone best played De Gea. Sort of the easy way out. We're hoping for an outfield player. Lazy but, Stefan. Yeah, but, but he's the correct Lazy. answer. Worst player, Falcao. Or he's got a broken heart here, Sanchez. Obviously, the, the Chilean descent in him. Not happy about it. Falcao, God, we forgot about him. 
God, I came, oh, he came with so much yeah, hope. Geez. I remember at the start of his career when, you know what, you watch a YouTube highlight video. When he signed, I watched an eight-minute compilation of his goals. There was eight minutes, not of all his goals, there were eight minutes of just bombs. Bicycle kicks, back heel flicks, overhead kicks. Yeah, I think when we signed Falcao, he just came off tearing his ACL, didn't he? Yeah, it was a, it was a bad timing. He's got worst sign in Di Maria, best sign in um, Robin Van Persie, best kit has gone the first Adidas kit, so that red with the white, the opposite to the FA Cup kit. Yeah, which that, that was a really good kit. It's almost similar to the Arsenal kit Arsenal have come out with now. Best game, he's gone PSG. He's got the good Best goal, Rooney overhead kick. You know what? I have a problem with it being the best game because it was pretty bludger of a game. Yeah, it was a shocking game. If you put take the emotion out of it, it wasn't great. You take the penalty away from it. Terrible game. Take the VAR <laughs> out of it. Stefan, you got rocks in your head. Um, now he's gone 4-3-3 for the best 11. De Gea, Valencia at right back. Vidic, Ferdinand and Evra at the back. We've got a midfield three. Carrick, Skulls and Pogba. Again, Skulls and Pogba. I don't know how this is working. But... Um, not from a playing point of view, just a social point of view. I don't know how they're going to get on in the dressing room. And I think uh, Skulls might, if you look at a leadership point of view, Skulls might actually drag him on a little bit. Uh, interesting, we'll never find Maybe out. Maybe he doesn't teach him how to tackle. But a front three of Ibrahimovic, Van Persie and Rooney. Not enough pace in there for me. Yeah, There's no, no pace in that pace. front three. No pace that, in that midfield team. doesn't defend. Mate, your team's going to concede more goals than we did this season. Again, can everyone please direct the abuse at Larry? Um... Today's Tom's episode. telling me to say these things, guys. I'm sorry. Um, but other than that, what a decade? Or has it been what a decade? It's been a it's bit... Been a, it's been a roller coaster. Just a whole lot of down. How many... Ne- the next decade, so when we do this podcast again in 2029, mm-hmm. how many Premier League titles have we got? I'm going to say 24. So you think we'll win a few? Yeah, mate. Why not? Uh, it's optimist in me. No, hopefully. Can't you tell I'm an optimistic guy? I just shat on everyone who had an opinion. <laughs> um... No, but I enjoyed doing that. It was good to look back. Yeah, it was fun. And it put and again, it just puts things in a context. Guys, don't forget, follow us on MUFC Podcast. And you know what? Come interact with us. Yeah, I'm, at, I'm on Twitter at the Larry Taylor. Yeah, I love a chat. I am, I think, Tom MUFC 8. I think there's an 8. Tom MUFC or Tom UFC 8. I forget. I should know that. Why is the 8 there, Tom? I wonder. Wayne Rooney's first shirt. No, it is one matter, to be honest. You're a wanker. Um... So you listen to this while we are in Perth, or one half of us is in Perth. So thank you for listening, and hopefully we get to meet back up at the pub and nibble on Nobby's nuts again um, this Can't time wait. next week. Can't wait to nibble on some nuts, mate. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Cheers. See ya.